Hey folks, Pam back from Down for Pause here. So this week I wanted to get into the topic of barking because um, that seems like a really big one that seems to keep on being reoccurring with my clients and just, um, you know, when people are reaching out to me in general. And when I talk about barking, there are a few types of barking um, that can take place. And I'll talk to you about the most common ones. Um, so one of the big ones that I hear, Scott, a lot of time yeah. is um, what is called as watchdog barking. Okay. And what that actually is, is when your dog, you know, if you see them looking out the window, barking at things, um, that's actually called watchdog barking. Um, when they're doing that, um, the reason why it's called watchdog, because they're usually like looking out the window, um, they're hearing certain noises, they may see people walking by. Um, it's just them watching out, so to speak. And so that's okay. why it's called watchdog barking. Um, and some of those triggers um, that you may notice that your dog may bark at, um, it could be animals. If you live like in a heavy populated where there's like, um, I know around here we have like coyotes, we have like yeah. birds in the backyard. So those could be a triggers for your dogs to bark. Um, moving objects. So if there's a lot of cars going by or even like the Amazon truck, I just was with a client was like, you know, I work from home, you know, even myself, I was like, oh my God, you know, that you're absolutely right. Cause she was telling me, you know, I work from home and my dog does this barking at the window. And I explained to her like his watchdog barking. And yeah. then she was like, um, you know, but I work from home and I get deliveries almost like every day, a few times a day. And yeah. so my heart immediately went out and was like, okay, so that's watchdog barking like 24 seven. So those are just some of the yeah. things that, you know, watchdog barking can kind of entail. Um, another big one is the man barking. Um, you may see this a lot with puppies um, who kind of haven't learned their way yet, but the man barking is a big one too. And so demand barking is essentially um, attention seeking barking um, when your dog wants your attention. Um, and a lot of times those type of behaviors, the dog learns it um, from us, believe it or not, um, because, uh, yeah, because so kind of what it looks like. So if your dog's coming up to you, um, a lot of times you'll see a dog just sitting there and we're just usually like talking, babbling along or doing whatever we have to do. And we're not paying any mind to it. Um, sometimes, um, but if that occurs over and over again, your dog's not being noticed when they're, um, trying to, you know, um, get your attention. That's when the demand barking starts. Uh, um, yep. And that's when it starts. So it's kind of inadvertently like, you know, you kind of make it happen. Um, so with that being said, if you, you know, I know I hear a lot of my clients say like, oh, my dog never barked before, but all of a sudden they, you know, started barking. It just didn't come out of nowhere. Um, usually it comes from, you know, yeah. them not being able, they're speaking to you by coming and sitting nice, like, hey, I want something, but it just comes from not like actually turning and paying attention and stuff like that. So that's what a lot of demand barking is. So they may um, do demand barking again, if they want your attention, if they want you to give them a treat. So basically at their they want to get your, they want to get your attention to actually get something. So that's what demand barking is. Yeah. Attention seeking behaviors. Yep. I guess that's when um, they sort of stared at you long enough and they're like, okay, the staring isn't working. I better start whining and barking now. Exactly. They, they're not noticing me, right? So exactly. And then you know what we do? We when they start whining and barking, we look and they're like, oof, yeah. that works. <laughs> got him. And so yeah. then they're like, we got it down. And so then they continue that pattern over and over again because it works. And then you know my lo a lot of my clients get a little bit confused because it's like, okay, you know, 
part of, you know, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but part of kind of solving that problem is either ignoring them or waiting for them to stop barking. But that, you know, comes to a whole nother thing, whether you can ignore them, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but uh, the barking thing, like I said, is a really big one. Um, some of the symptoms, again, I talked a little bit about what caused the demand barking, but some of the symptoms of barking could just be under stimulation for the dogs. They could be bored by uh, boredom or if they're confinement, like a crate and they don't want to be in there or a pen area, um, that could cause them to bark for long periods of time if they're not engaged in any activities or, you know, not enough activities. So that's why I'm really big on, you know, speaking to my clients and kind of talking to them to come up with like a good physical exercise plan for their dog, whether that's indoors or outdoors, but um, exercise far as barking in general, exercise in general can be like a good um, fix to unwanted behaviors. Like Yeah, in general, right? Just like it's, it's an excellent fix for everything. Yeah, yeah, they cannot act up, but they get all that energy out. <laughs> um, also barking, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, it can be a sign of separation anxiety. Sure. Um, so if you're leaving your dog home alone, or even if you're, you know, separation from you in general, you know, my daughter yeah. just went to school and, you know, she left out a little bit earlier than normal. And she used to be at my dog all summer. And so my dog had a little panic attack, a barking, parking attack, but, you know, she calmed down after a while, but, um, you know, separation anxiety again can go on for a long time and barking can be a result of that. Um, just them being confined and wanting to get out. Um, another thing for us, the demand barking, doorbells ringing again, the Amazon delivery person, the people coming to visit, voices, just moving in general can be kind of um, stimulating um, for the barking. Um, so far as what to do to kind of help you guys manage that um, yeah. and move along with the demand barking. So what yeah. I tell my clients and what I kind of work with them about on and with any behavior, you want to work on managing um, your dog and actually with going around around you. So if your dog is the man barking by barking out the window and stuff around you, it could be simple as just closing the curtains or closing the binds. Or if you don't have, um, if you have like an open floor plan or you don't have it where you have blinds or things like that, you just want to put your dog in an area where it's confined, where they're just basically not seeing um, so much of the outdoors. You yeah, know? Makes sense. And, yeah. And I hear, well, my dog actually really likes looking outside and, you know, <laughs> Yeah. And so what I say with, with that being said, I will say, um, if you want to leave your blinds open, you have to be an active manager of your dog. Um, so you can, you know, when you're sitting there working at your computer, you can hear your dog tiptoeing around. You kind of know your dog's movements, like, you yeah. know, your dog lives with you. And so you'll know if they're going towards that certain area or a certain window. And so what you would want to do is just call them to you before they even think about okay. going to the window or whatever they're going to do to um, watch dog bark at you know, outside. Yeah. Yeah. But essentially you just want to kind of manage those situations by keeping your dog away. Um, And if you can't, or if you want to do like, if you want to let them walk, you know, look outside, you have to be willing to, if they do bark, going to get them, bringing them away and confining them until, you know, either that person, the situation, the scenario in front of your home has dissipated. So you want to do that um, as far as managing um, any type of uh, uh, parking. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so far as the demand barking and even the watchdog barking, some of the training that I like to do is um, 
golden mat training and sit state training so that when the doorbell rings or, you know, uh, if you're answering the door or even if they're at the window, you can call them away and say, hey, go lay down, go to place, go lay there and train them to stay there until either you're ready for them to get up or they stop barking. So that's like another thing that I work on through the course of five weeks of training. It's like a lot of go to mat training, um, making sure there's plenty of exercise. You want to make sure your dog has that. Um, but management is really going to be the key and also doing a lot of recall um, practicing with them. That will help it as well. Even times when they're not barking, having your dog yeah. come from every area of the home. Um, yeah, I guess that, like building up the skill while they're not doing the thing can be really important to yeah, like, exactly. recall while, before they actually start barking so that when they do, it's you've kind of built that in before they actually, you need it to like use it type of thing, right? So. Exactly, exactly. So before you even need to use the skill, before they even, you know, barking out the window and things like that, just practice all these um, training skills like recall and, you know, mat training and stuff like yeah. that um, at home inside when it's not happening. So that when it does happen. They're like, oh, I know I'm going to get a treat for that um, when yeah. that goes down. So yeah. um, just practicing those things. Dogs love, love, love repetition. They love treats. Some of them may not be fancy of treats so you know you can train with toys but just basically trying to manage the environment and doing all those little training tips here and there and of course you know if you're a little bit frustrated if you need some guidance you can always um reach out for training and you know always open to help you know people with that and working through that process of you know yeah. barking and stuff and with the winter time coming you know and most people being indoors and things like that, you know, barking can become a problem, especially for those folks who's working at home. So, and exactly. puppies, you know, they definitely need a lot of attention. So they do do a lot yeah. of yelping um, yeah. more than barking and whining. And so that's always a sign, like, you know, not always, but, you know, it can be a sign of boredom and under stimulation. So you just want to make sure they have the appropriate exercise. You guys can always reach out and catch me on Facebook or just reach out to me um, in general at Down for Paws. And, you know, I'll be willing to help you guys out if you guys are looking for training or just have any questions about how to manage that. Because I know that can be like a really big one.